Hey guys, we're back. I'm here with Oliver. It's been a while, but we are on chapter 13. A quick overview of chapter 13 is Abraham goes back to the land that God promised him. <laughs> Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this time. We're excited to get back in your word. We're excited to learn more about you. And Lord, we just glorify your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. And Abram went up out of Egypt, he and his wife, and all that he had, and Lot with him, into the south. And Abram was very rich in cattle and silver and gold. And he went on his journeys from the south even to Bethel, unto the place where his tent had been at the beginning between Bethel and Hai, unto the place of the altar which he had made there at the first. And there Abram called on the name of the Lord. So so he's just he just left Egypt with all these riches, basically. Yeah. Um, I you know how I felt about that. I think I was pretty clear. I it was a bit, I felt I still kind of feel like you a bit there was a bit of conning going on there, but you know, apples to oranges, uh you know, but um I just think it's interesting. Now all right, and then he goes back. So he goes back to his original um his original location and he's he's going to the altar and i think he says he did he build he, he was really big on building altars unto god wasn't he uh, he was yeah. he was yeah so yeah so so in chapter 12 the lord says hey leave your family leave everybody take your wife i'm gonna i'm gonna take you to the uh this land that i'm promising you he goes yeah. there there's a famine they go to egypt he uh, he lies to Pharaoh that hey this isn't this is my sister and crap breaks loose and Pharaoh's like hey it's time to leave and he goes back to the original place where the Lord put him. Okay, do you think like on his travel back? he was kind of feeling a little guilty that he had just conned the Pharaoh a little bit and maybe some of the stuff he did with, I'm just going from my own personal, like this yeah. is me just saying like, I feel like he kind of used his wife. I, I, I still feel strongly about that. And I just haven't changed my mind on that. Um, but, uh, and conned the Pharaoh a little bit. Do you think, because of all, you know, do you think he was feeling, at that time, as he's going back to his original homeland or his original home, that he's th saying, like, when I get back there, I need to pray to God. I need to say I'm sorry. I need to get, you know, I don't know. What do you think? What do you think? Yeah, I believe on the way back, he, he was thinking, wow, I really messed up. This could have been this could have been worse than uh, than what actually happened. So. Um, I believe he definitely had regrets and Pharaoh did bless him with all that stuff for at that time for his sister. Um, and Pharaoh decided just not Pharaoh could have said, Hey, everything that I gave you for your sister, I want back. But Pharaoh did not, did not do that. He still blessed Abraham with, uh, with all the, all these riches. Do so. you think? Do you think though that like because 
basically the Pharaoh was getting these plagues basically right before he cast him away. Do you think the Pharaoh was like, well, I, I'm not going to take anything from him because he'll send more plagues and more things to bother me so he can keep what he has and just go away. And do you, Or do you think maybe um, Abram was like, hey, listen, if you take all this stuff from me, God's going to give you more plagues. And Do you think he kind of worked a bit of an angle there, you know, to, to walk away with all this stuff? No, um, no, I don't. Um, no, because it doesn't mention anything like that. Yeah. Um, but Pharaoh maybe said, Hey, the God that he serves is the God. So I don't want to, I'm just going to let, let things go. It's not really going to bother me that I'm giving him that I gave him all this stuff. It, yeah. It's not going to really affect me since Pharaoh, as we know, was, was very, very, very wealthy. So, and maybe it was, maybe he gave him 1% or not even 1% of his wealth. Yeah. Just a small amount. Yeah. 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 It, it feels to me like just from what I'm, I'm, I read, I did read some of this prior to this. And, okay. But um, Ab Abram really is really big on the altars. Like he's always like, he builds a lot of altars towards God. Why do you think he like... I know it's easy. You could say like, oh, he's building the altars for worship only. But having these big altars on the land that he's building them, it's almost a way of saying this is my property, right? By leaving the altar there, he's he's leaving, um, he's saying like, it's like, I'll be back. But like, this is my property. Like, you know, if you see a, a property and there's a house on it, you kind of know somebody, generally somebody lives there, right? It's their property. And like, and you know, I've seen with like, um, you know, Aboriginals or uh, uh, some of the, you know, some of these peoples, they'll build like uh, little, uh, uh, I forget what they're called, but little statue things with rocks. And it kind of either, it's for a marker, for direction, but it's also there, it's letting you know, like, hey, there's people here, this is their land. Do you think that's part of the reason he might have made these altars also like ulterior motives for for the no altar? no and and from reading this you know in chapter 12 and 13 he's building these altars on his land on the land that he purchased okay. um from the the canaanites so it's not like he went to his neighbors and built something um According to to what we read in, in twelve and thirteen, from what I what I read was it's pretty specific that it was actually on his land. Okay, fair enough. Abram and Lot separate, and Lot also, which went with Abram, had flocks and herds and tents, and the land was not able to bear them that they might dwell together. For their substance was great, so that they could not dwell together. So Lot, he is Abram's brother's son? Yeah, so it's Abraham's nephew. Okay. Which, and they, truthfully, truthfully, mm -hmm. I don't think he should have been with Abraham. Abram. Really? Because in, in chapter 12, it specifically says, the Lord said to Abraham, get out of your country from your family 
and from your father's family to a land that I will show you. So from reading that and reading of all the problems that Abraham had with Lot and all the issues that Lot brought Abraham in, to me, Lot should have never been in the picture. But, okay, so whether he brought Lot or not is, is I guess that's between Abraham and Lot at this point. Correct. Yeah. But um, I'm just curious, how did Lot come into all this, um, you know, cattle, gold, and silver, right? Because they both obviously came out of Egypt with gold and silver and cattle and stuff, right? They both came out wealthy, obviously. So does it say anywhere, do they speak about that? How, like, did, did Lot just inherit this from from Abram? Because Abram, Abram said, well, you can take half my yield that I just, you know, gotten from Egypt. Or did Lot go and earn it on his own? Because I think Lot would have inherited uh, maybe a, a lot of this stuff from his actual father, so Abraham's okay. brother. So when Abraham and Lot left with their wives to uh, this land that the Lord promised them, um, they would have taken their herd with them. They would have taken mm -hmm. their tents with them. Um, Abraham was just blessed with a lot more because of the whole scenario that happened with him and Pharaoh. Yeah. So, so I've, you know, I've, I've worked different jobs and stuff and people can become jealous or envious over anything. I mean, I know I have, um, and I realize that now and I know I've seen others and, um, I'm just thinking like if I was lot, um, you, you know, you could see how there would be like a, like, I don't know what lot lots connection was with, uh, Abram's wife. But like, if you think like, I'm just looking at it from an outside or from a different side, like I, if I was allowed to be like, Oh, he just got it easy. Like, you know, he got everything so easy. Abram just kind of just went in there. He conned the, 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 uh, the Pharaoh, he, you know, did what he did. Like, I could see how Lot might not want to res be respectful of him. Like he could lose a little bit of respect for Abram in that, in during that time. Right. Cause he's just like, I, you know, he inherited stuff, but he's also had to keep it while he went to Egypt. He had to still continue to grow his own little thing. Abram has gone out and he is conning or whatever the, the Pharaoh, you know, According to scripture, the reason why he lied is because he was scared for his, his life. life right. And it, and we should never, we should never lie. And yeah. so it put him in more trouble because of the plagues that came against Pharaoh and right. uh, and so on and so forth. So he didn't tell his wife, "Hey, say that you're my sister because we're going to con these people of giving us wealth." He said. Yeah. He said, say that you're my sister, so then I won't get killed. Butchered, yeah. yeah. Butchered. Okay. So. okay. And there was a strife between the herdmen of Abram's cattle and the herdmen of Lot's cattle. And the Canaanite and the Perizzite dwelled then in the land. And are these the Canaanites and the Perizzites? Are, that, are they 
like Abram's people and Lot's people, or are they a whole other people? Yeah, they would have been different people. They would have been their neighbors. Okay. Oh, so they were so busy fighting with each other. These other people were like, well, they're fighting. Let's move on. Yeah, here. these neighbors are like, hey, these are supposed to be, you know, godly people, and they're acting like we are. So, I mean, there, there's, a, there's a problem here. Okay. And Abram said unto Lot, let there be no strife. I pray thee between me and thee, and between my herdmen and thy herdmen, for we be brethren. Is not the whole land before thee? Separate thyself, I pray thee, from me. If thou wilt take the left hand, then I will go to the right. Or if thou depart to the right hand, then I will go to the left. And Lot lifted up his eyes and beheld all the plain of Jordan, and that it was well watered everywhere before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, even as the garden of the Lord, like the land of Egypt, as thou comest unto Zor. Then Lot chose him all the plain of Jordan, and Lot journeyed east, and they separated themselves the one from the other. Abram dwelled in the land of Canaan, and Lot dwelled in the cities of the plain and pitched his tent towards Sodom. But the men of Sodom were wicked and sinners before the Lord exceedingly. So, can you explain all that to me? <laughs> yeah, so I mean, my first issue is that Lot should have had respect for his elders. Okay. And his uh, um, brother-in-law was nice enough to take him on this journey, even though I truly believe, according to chapter 12, that he shouldn't have. But mm -hmm. that's besides the point. Lot is there with them. Lot yeah. is like Abraham. Abraham gets to the point of saying, hey, this is an issue. I don't want to argue with you anymore. Yeah. You go to, to your area. You pick whatever whatever area you want, right? And I will and I will just go the other direction so that we are not having issues or our herdsmen don't have issues. So right. Lot, all he cared about was himself. From from me reading this, you know, so yeah. he picked at that time. Supposedly, he picks the best land. Okay. Even though he should have said, hey, I'm sorry, out of respect, yes, why don't you pick the land and then I will go my own direction. But he didn't do that. Mm -hmm. So, Lot, when you read, he picked... Jordan. Like, yeah. Valley, uh, Valley so, of Jordan, right? Yeah, that is, uh, has a lot of water everywhere. Um, beautiful land. The only downfall that I see of this land is that it's really close to Sodom and Gomorrah. And so Sodom and Gomorrah, it's already well known throughout everywhere, apparently, that this is like this, um, you know, crazy place. Correct. And okay. I, I'll say this, and we'll read this in other chapters. Eventually, Lot moved into Sodom and Gomorrah. Oh, really? Okay. But that's different topic and we'll get to that in uh in a different chapter but 
I'm just the whole thing with Lot is Lot comes on this trip, probably, you know, um, is jealous, has envy. Yeah. You know, they get upset. Abraham's like, I don't want to do this. Let's just get along. We're family. And then uh Lot just I from reading this lot just keeps on making bad choices. So you don't feel like it's a little bit biased, like you know, there's a little bit of bias going on. Like they really, I mean, obviously Abram is always getting talked, pretty much talked up the whole time. And Lot is always kind of the bad guy. You don't, you could, is there any part of you that kind of could sympathize with like maybe Lot at all? Like, no, with maybe. Because, I mean, yeah, I was really young. Lot, yeah. Lot could have been like, you know what? I'm going to learn a lot from, my brother-in-law, he's a good business person. You know, he knows mm -hmm. how to increase his wealth. Yeah. He knows how to do, you know, he, he does a good job teaching people. Um, yeah. I think Lot just maybe had that thought at the beginning, but then eventually when wealth started increasing, just said, I just want to do my own thing. What do you think uh, God was thinking while this was going on between Lot and Abram. Like, do you think, like, what if, if you could imagine what what God was thinking, what do you think he was thinking when these two people who have everything, they have everything they could ever ask for, cattle, they probably have, you know, beautiful families, they probably have gold and silver, and yet they're still at each other's throats, right? What do you think is going through God's mind during this? That's a good question because the Lord has so much grace and peace. And um, I know if it was me, well, what I would be thinking is like, that's why it's so important, Oliver. It's something that I've like really learned in my life is there's times that I complain about the dumbest things. Oh, yeah, yeah. I have to get back to the right to a righteous mind and say, wow, Lord, thank you for this house. House, Thank you for warmth. Thank you for my family. Thank you for providing. Um, it's so easy to get into materialistic things that mean nothing. Yeah. Um, so God, God could have been like, hey, they're going to learn from this. Yeah. So I think he gives us the benefit of the doubt even more than we probably should. Um, but he's such a, a loving father. So he'll say, hey, they're dealing with a the problem. They'll learn from it. And uh, hopefully they they uh, move on from it. God renews his covenant. All right. And the Lord said unto Abram, after that lot was separated from him, lift up thou the, now thine eyes and look from the place where thou art northward and southward and eastward and westward for all the land which thou seest to thee will I give it and to thy seed forever and I will make thy seed as the dust of the earth so that if a man can number the dust of the earth then shall they seed also be numbered arise Walk through the land, in the length of it, and in the breadth of it, for I will give it unto thee. Then Abram recovered his tent, 
and came and dwelt in the plain of Mamre, which is in the Hebron, and built there an altar unto the Lord. It's definitely big on those altars, man. <laughs> he is, he is. And what's interesting is when I was uh, reading a Blue Letter Bible, David Guzik said that um, the Mamre means vision, and then mm -hmm. Hebron means communion. So I just thought it was really interesting. Uh, but they're um, interesting of uh, the translation of, of the meaning of those words. But right. there's a lot here. Um, first, let's go back to Abraham and Lot. They got into an, an argument. Lot was able to pick the land. Lot just went off of his eyes, what his eyes showed him. What's mm -hmm. really interesting in 2 Corinthians 5, 7, uh, and it just shows that Abraham at that time was, Abraham could have said, hey, I'm going to pick the land. And then you're going to go your own way. But Abraham, I feel like this was another way of Abraham walking by faith. So in 2 Corinthians 5, 7, it says, for we walk by faith, not by sight. Okay. So when the Lord promises us stuff, even though things might look better over here, um, then the direction that the Lord is is sending us, we need to have that that faith to trust the Lord with all of our heart and mind and soul, and uh, and not trust our our eyes from what we see. Um, and then when you read on to verses fourteen through eighteen, God was promising. Abram in verse 16, and I will make your descendants as the dust of the earth. At that time, Abram did not even have a son. Oh, okay. Right, right. But he but by him saying that, Abram's now thinking, like, oh crap, I'm about I'm not crap. Oh great, I'm gonna have a kid. Like I'm finally gonna have a child. Yeah, and how is this how is how is this awesome. going to work? Because I'm of age, my wife is of age, you know, and we learn that by other other chapters. But um, so it's pretty fascinating on how the Lord is basically stating something that is humanly impossible. So he's saying he's telling him that. Uh, and here's what's interesting. He told Abraham this when Lot left. So this promise was for Abram. It came in his dreams, I, I would assume. Uh, um, it could have been uh, he heard he heard the the voice of God. You know, and uh, of course we might have some dis disagreements because I don't know why people think that God doesn't speak to us anymore. But God does speak to us. He speaks to us through the word. He speaks to us through dreams. And he also speaks to us um, through the Holy Spirit. So, well, he also gave us a moral compass. And I feel like that's speaking to us in our own way. Everybody kind of has a moral compass. Whether you choose to listen to that moral compass is, is your choice. But I feel like that's almost a part of that. Yeah, so it talks about, yeah, th then your descendants also could be numbered, arise, walk in the land. So he's talking about, hey, 
your descendants is going to be the number of the dust of the earth. So Abram's descendants are the Jews. Okay. Because of Isaac. The Arabs because of Ishmael. And that's a completely different topic. Um, and then... Um, according to the the New Testament, um, or was it? According to Galatians three seven. So in the physical, in the bloodline, it's the Jews and the Arabs that are descendant of Abraham. And if you read Galatians three seven, it states that. Therefore, now that only those who are of faith are sons of Abraham. So those that are followers of Christ are descendants of Abraham. So if you think of everybody on this planet, I mean, it's millions and millions and billions of people that uh, that that were and now are descendants of uh, of Abraham um, and from and from his seed. So it's it's. It's a pretty big uh, declaration from God, like a huge promise that I wonder, I don't even think Abraham realized how big this was at the time. He was probably like, okay, yep, I can see the land. Yep, yeah, that makes sense. Okay, descendants, I don't know what, he's probably thinking, I don't know what that means. I don't even have kids. My wife and I, we don't even have kids. Uh, we're too old for this. How is this going to happen? Um. Yeah, to me, it's just really, really exciting and and also uh, very fascinating. And sometimes, just with ourselves, when God promises us stuff, when we try to think of it up here, we can't even fathom like how is this even going to happen. But with God, all things are possible. So when we read on with the other chapters. We will see in how this puzzle starts getting put together. Mm -hmm. I, it's interesting, just uh, for me anyways, what I've found in my life is I haven't, so like if I've prayed really, really hard for something, right? Like I really, really prayed hard and I have, and yes, I've definitely made some promises to God that I didn't keep. I'd be like, oh God, if you please do this, oh God, I'll do this and this. I will prom I promised everything and I didn't necessarily I keep all, those promises. I think we've all done that. Yep. Yeah, if you do yeah. this, I promise. Yep. Yeah. But I, I never, I think like people, it's like, it's like you're, you prom you're asking for this thing and people expect it to be exactly the way they picture it's supposed to be, whatever you asked for, right? And I'm like, I've noticed for me, and I'm sure there's other people, and if anybody who listens to this kind of wants to um, add something to this, I'd really appreciate it. But, like, I found in my life that when I've prayed and I've really prayed hard or prayed deeply for something, I didn't always get what I wanted but I kind of got what I needed at, you know, yeah. and, um, that as I've gotten older, I've realized that that's kind of how it's worked for me is like, and I also feel pretty good after a prayer. 
I, there's something about it that uh, it helps me. But uh, and I hope it would help others out there too. Oh, sure. yeah. yeah, that's good. Wow. So chapter thirteen, Abraham and Lot, they went their own ways. Yeah. So we will see what happens to Lot the more we read, and we will uh, read a little bit more about Abraham, uh, okay. which eventually his name changed to, changes to Abraham. So let me close this in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this time. We just thank you for your, for the fellowship that we're able to have with you and for the freedom to even be able to uh, open up our Bibles and, and read about it. So, Lord, we just uh, glorify your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. And if you'd like to support our channel, please like, comment, and subscribe. <laughs> but uh, I hope everyone has a wonderful day. <laughs> God bless you guys. We'll talk to you soon.